Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss and links up with Luke Luke for the line it's the line Reynolds Reynolds you can take me down have seen it all I have seen everything welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show you are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, g'day guys. We are live for another episode of the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Sunday Sesh, where we talk all things round nine of NRL Supercoach. Proudly sponsored by the Standard Squeeze. I am your host, the Supercoach Brain proud Tigers supporter this week for the first time all season and uh, I'm joined by my co-host as always probably not as proud as me Broncos supporter <laughs> Supercoach Matrix Matty uh, a little bit disappointing for your Broncos this week but honestly I don't care I'm pretty happy oh, oh how the turntables <laughs> it's a bit like that isn't it usually you're the bragger the uh, yeah how good are the Broncos and every time the Broncos chat rolls around you're feeling pretty good mate it's all about the Tigers this week, so strap in. Anybody who's watching, uh, it's going to be 50 minutes of Tigers talk and uh, maybe 10 minutes of Supercoach. But, uh, yeah, cool. I'll just, I'll just go. See yeah, you head off. You head off. Grab a beer, mate, and I'll, I'll let you know when I'm done. Now, uh, on a serious note, guys, on today's show, we'll, we'll talk about, obviously, round nine, all the booms, all the busts, all the games, Q&A as well. Drop your comments. Let us know how you went this week. Any questions that you have about the week just gone or the week coming up, obviously, Magic Round is approaching. Uh, if you go into Magic Round, and I know that uh, Maddie, being a local, might uh, want to catch up with a few people there if you can get some tickets. But um, yeah, drop some comments throughout the show, guys. We'll answer them if you have any questions throughout. We'll talk about our trades at the end of the show as well. Um, our early trade thoughts. It is only Sunday night, so there's plenty to think about still. Guys, uh, please subscribe, please like, please follow. If you want to go the extra mile, you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch or wherever it is, or even if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Tell a mate about the pod if you like the content. Um, we would appreciate it. Maddie, how'd you go, mate? How'd you go this weekend? 
um, 1,099. Um, I really had a read mid Marnie week. <laughs> read Mindy? Was it read Mindy? Yeah, read yeah. Mindy. Thanks, Whisperer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a 10 in the bin for that one. Um, yeah, look, it was it was rocks or diamonds. There was a few guys that turned up. Um, yeah, some real disappointments. I think I spent nearly two million for a hundred points at at one stage with some of my players. Um, but yeah, Dillbags and Captain Nico really helped me out. So yeah, great start to the week, wasn't it? I think there was a lot of people that went straight C on Nico after twenty five percent. Yeah, and and look, twenty five percent really isn't that much when when you think about the top 1% or the top 5% and the people that are trying to make moves in the competition, it's you got 75 people, 75% of people, sorry, that didn't make that move. And uh, they probably had the C on Cleary and they'd be in a world of hurt. Wouldn't they after that? We'll, we'll obviously cover that very soon, but it just um, uh, something, something that was mentioned a lot during the week, um, the weather, you don't always think about it when it comes to super coach, but it was really relevant this week. It was massive. I actually made a lot of my moves this week based on that. Maybe more so captaincy than anything. I think I I put the I never go straight C on a Thursday night, but I thought, you know what? It's going to be one of three out of eight games that are going to be dry this weekend. And we saw the effect of that from a super coach perspective. It, it's harder for teams to shift the ball. They're, the wingers and the edges struggle a little bit more with the ball handling and the errors and, and all that kind of stuff as well. So probably good if you took a punt on one of those first three games that were dry. Yeah, I reckon if it rained, it wouldn't have worried Campbell Graham, though. Didn't seem like it, did it? We'll <laughs> cover we'll cover Campbell Graham very soon. He had an absolute blinder, didn't he? Um, yeah. But uh, I finished on 12-19. So this is probably the best week I've had, I think, in comparison to other teams this year. I feel like I have – I don't know whether you feel the same, but I feel like I avoided all the carnage. Like there, there were outs coming left, right, and center. Madison, obviously, was he was ruled out really late. Um a lot of other teams, obviously Stormer on the buy, which is a very popular team and a good player or good players to to own in Supercoach. And, and then players just started dropping like flies, left, right and centre. And, and Max King went down, obviously, midway, uh, throughout the week as the round started. So I feel like I avoided every single bad move, which obviously it's very lucky and I'm gonna it's going to catch up with me very soon. Did you avoid all that turmoil as well? Yeah, so with my trades, I... I which we'll talk about a bit later on um, during the games, but I copped Tyrell Sloan uh, getting him in. Um, but I'm really quite happy with it because he did score more than Turbo, which I traded him out for. So pretty pretty happy pretty happy about that one. Um, it was a real step up. How many did Turbo get? Um, yeah, about, I think it was like 18 less than Tyrell Sloan. I don't know. I had him on, I had him on two screens. So. Yeah, beautiful. Good on uh, yeah, no, that's played, a great move. Played Khan Pereira, um, which it's probably the one week I've – this is actually the first time I've ever played Khan Pereira. Um, and, yeah. Wait to play him. He had the second best score with the Titans. I just like the way that they looked, and I thought Manly would be ordinary, and they are. Yes, they definitely are. Without Turbo, you can just see the impact that Turbo has on that team, can't you? And, and I don't know whether moving Ruben Garrick to the centres was a good move. Uh, I think that was a bit of a rookie, rookie error from Seabold. I, I don't understand that move at all. But, anyway. I'm not a coach. We won't pretend to be coaches. Seabold might not be for longer either. So, yeah, mate. 
That's a good point. That's a good point. Guys, obviously, uh, you know, we've got some amazing sponsors on board and the Standard Squeeze is one of them. I've got my four-in-one here that is keeping my beer nice and cold for this whole show. The good thing is I'm not going to have to worry about keeping my beer cold. And Matty has his the Standard Squeeze right there. What do you got in it? Well, I've got some uh, Dasher and Fisher slow gin. Yeah, really Ooh. nice for a, for a saucy Sunday night. So. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that the Tasmanian trip that you brought back? Yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah I've like had it. to I've had to go back and get a couple of bottles, but yeah. Nice. How good. I and you can obviously just you can obviously drink responsibly and uh you know conveniently, I guess, when you can uh squeeze the bottle there that Maddie showed on the screen if you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook and get a the perfect pour every single time. So go and check out their website, H uh, at, at uh, the standard squeeze.com and use the code insight fifteen to get fifteen percent off at checkout. Mate, let's let's dig into these games because there's a fair bit to talk about this weekend. Obviously, that's why we're let's here. Let's do it. Let's talk about First, the um, the bloodbath, mate. Go for it. Sharks forty four defeated the Cowboys six, and uh, yeah, the Cowboys were the Sharks chum in this one. They were. I mean, the big talking point is obviously Nico Hines, isn't it? Like one hundred and twenty six. I was actually thinking he was going to upgrade a little bit more He's, than that, to be honest. He's a bit underdone, I think. Um, yeah, that's what I would have thought. I, I was thinking he was going to upgrade above 140, if I'm completely honest, but not upset, obviously, with 126 as a captain. And disallowed with a with a try assist and a, and a few things there that got a bit um got a bit unlucky. But Nico, you could just see he could have nearly went 180 in this game. I think non-owners or non-captainers kind of dodged a bullet, which is weird to say when we're talking about 125 points. Yeah, I, I, as a captain, you're not upset, are you? But no. in saying that, a lot of people had the captaincy on um, Joey Manu this afternoon. So yeah. either if you had the captaincy on Joey Manu or, or Nathan Cleary, you'd be a little bit upset hindsight-wise. Harry Hindsight would probably pop out <laughs> and go, oh, you know, sh- should have gone Nico Nick. Thursday night. But Nick, Nick, Nico Hindsight. It, <laughs> yeah, good. I'll clip that one up later. I'll keep it for you. I'll send it through to you in Messenger. Um, but... No, obviously, if you had the balls to captain Nico Hines, not it is a risky move captaining Thursday night, knowing HIAs and all the other things that can pop up in in games. You know, Nico Hines could have easily taken a knock early on and been out for the game. So, but is Nico C just a just a play every every week? What's his last score this year? Eighty five. Like, yeah, I'm not worried. No, uh, and especially against the Cowboys, who have been dead set awful all season. Uh, yeah, that was a and they still are. Load. Yep. Read my notes. And- Cowboys are bad at football. <laughs> not- Mate, I tell you who also thinks that, Ronnie Mulatalo, 97. He he had yeah. a good game. And you said, I remember on Tuesday when we did the Tuesday, was it Tuesday or Wednesday episode, yeah. whatever it was, yeah, Wednesday. Um, that you were worried about not owning Mulatalo this week. And obviously that came through 97. He had a good game. Yeah, he would have been my top scoring Scoring center. I just couldn't make the moves I wanted to move without. Um, look, AJ was a bit cheaper, and I do like AJ's draw as well. Yeah, look, just disappointing, really. Yeah, bit of a tough one, isn't it? Uh, Sifatalakai 92, Wilton 85, Kennedy 74, the Sharks back line. Obviously, when you put 44 points on a team, you're going to score pretty well, super coach wise. Um, yeah. What a, I guess some, well, one question for me is, like, there's really no positives to take from the Cowboys. I mean, Dearden got 76, but he's not a buy. It, 
are, are you concerned? Like, is this is this a situation now where we fade anybody from the Cowboys? Look, I was pretty happy with Robson. I think he got nearly seventy, and it was enough. Oh, 56. sorry, fifty-six. Sorry, I was looking at last week's. Yeah, look, he got fifty-six, and I think in an absolute bloodbath, if you can bang out fifty-six, you're a hold for me. Yep. I don't expect him. Like, I tell you what, the Sharks and the Rabbitohs put the put the league on notice this week. You know, with losses from the from the Panthers and the Broncos, um, look, Sharks and the Rabbitohs look fantastic, and. I think I'm okay with playing Robson basically any week now, but I'll probably think again. Uh, we had a couple of chats during the week and we were sort of like, look, maybe we should be playing Val on matchup. And when you're playing, you know, a top 14, maybe you just don't play him. Yeah, I guess that's my next question with Val. Is he a sell? Considering that when we look at Val, the next four games for the Cowboys, they've got the Roosters, but then they've, which is going to be a tough game for Val. And then they've got the Dragons into the Tigers into Parramatta who leak points. So, I mean, is he just a hold up until Origin and then you think about what you're going to do there? Yeah, I'm going to hold him. Yeah. I'm going I to think hold. I'm on that the same was, page. That, that was always the plan. And, like, imagine if he scores a 180 in that in there and you've just moved him out. Like, what else are you going to get for – like, he's dropped in value a little bit. Um, you know, he's late 600s. Like, what else are you going to get? Like you're spending an extra probably what sixty k to get Molotalo, with which has a lower floor. Like Val did absolutely nothing, and I know it's not a lot, but he did still get his points out of goal kick out of sorry the one goal kick. <laughs> like he's still going to get something. Yeah, I, I am concerned about the Cowboys, but I I feel like we're at a point where Val is just he's still seven hundred k. He'll he'll probably be. Maybe six not six seventy after yep. after price changes this week. Like at the end of the day, it's not the not a big deal. I, I feel like six seventy. He's going to have a high break even next week. But look, you know the Roosters haven't exactly been amazing, have they? Like yeah, they held the Warriors to nil today, but it's not like they've been setting the the league on fire. So you never know what they could do. It could just literally this golden draw could actually start now when we actually think yeah. it's not going to. So it funny things have happened, but I, I think Val... about some of the Cowboys injuries and that too. Uh, Nano does score tries for them as much as he's not a super coach watch for me. Um, Nano is pretty good at football, um, but yeah, he's out four to five weeks as well. So yeah. Old Nano is going to miss, I think uh, four weeks of early plea because it's his second uh, suspension this year. He's going to probably miss half the season at this rate, the way that he's going with that. That was a bad hip drop, though, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, no it looked good. pretty bad. Um, Supercoach-wise, uh, Goshuski mm-hmm. should be playing extended minutes, probably not going to drop out of the team. Look, he's just not that good. He's going to punch out 40s in 80 minutes. Yeah, look, he's not somebody I'm going to be looking at. Yeah, he's what? What is he? He's going to be about two seventy, two seventy five, maybe by the end of this week. Once once prices change, probably have another negative break even, or maybe close to it. Um, he got forty one in this game and two RF. I mean, do we really need cheapies in two RF? Not really. Uh, you know, we're we're looking for that front row forward cheapie, aren't we? That the person that just appears out of nowhere that we can get at two hundred and forty k or something. So. Yeah, maybe once we start talking about the Sea Eagles, you might be looking for somebody cheap. 
Yeah, or even the Dragons. I've got one on my yep. list that I'm that I'm watching pretty closely at the Dragons front row forward. That's pretty cheap. So we'll we'll see how we go there. Um, hey mate. So obviously the Sharks don't have round thirteen availability. So you know when we start to get a little bit closer now to the buy rounds, it's going to be really important to look at whether teams are playing round thirteen or not. Cowboys do. Sharks don't. So in in keeping that in mind, do you still look at Mulatalo, Talakai, Wilton, Nicara? Are you looking at any of those guys now or is it a little bit too late or a little bit too close to origin? I think we've missed the mode on Molotalo. Like, it's crazy. Like, as a guy that I've seen score 14 in some games, it's crazy to pay 700-plus for that. Nikara, you're playing, paying 700-plus. Talakai could sort of get around, and I know that I'm shooting myself in the foot because I said that I'd never own Talakai, and I probably won't. But at 580, that edge just looks – like, that side just looks electric. Um, he's creating a lot of space for, for Molotalo over there. When they do play without Nico, he was still pretty good. He's probably the only guy I'd look at. I'm not looking to add Teague Wilton. You know, if you held him, then great. You own him. Don't trade him. But, yeah, right now I'm not looking at any of those guys, even though. uh, Would you look at Kennedy? Like, he scores tries and still only scores 70, so. No, I mean, he's fullback only. (laughs) I don't feel like he's in the top maybe four. Guys, I'd look at at this point in the time. At this point in the season, I, I don't know. When you mentioned Talakai, I got the shiver down my spine. I just got this is like PTSD that kicked in that um, from last season when I got him in and he did nothing for me for about fifteen rounds. It was that kind of you, you hold on to him because you bought him at such a price and you're really hoping he kicks back and does something for you and he just never and he does. Just never did. Yeah. No, no, it was no good. Um, so I, I don't know whether I can go there again, but yeah, you're right. You, you're spot on. I think that they've been pretty good down that left edge. So. Funny things have happened. But in saying that, we're talking about Talakai with uh, Wade Graham on his inside. This is a completely different season with Teague Wilton there. And and we know that Talakai scored really well. I think he averaged 100 last year when Teague Wilton was on his inside. So, I mean, hey, that might be a really good play. And and a pod play at that by the looks of things. I I prefer Talakai than Mulatalo with how much money you'd have to cough up for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, very uh, very quickly, we'll get stuck into some questions. There's a few coming through. Uh, Damo's blinded by my kit. So I've got the scarf off and the hat. It was it was bloody hot. I'm, I'm telling you, I liked it. I only put it on for kind of shock value because, um, you know, the Tigers won their first game for the season. I'll leave the jersey on, obviously, but, yeah, bit hot. Bit hot here for all the orange. Uh, what else have we got? So a few good scores coming in. 12.39 from Jackson. That's a big score. Uh, Banks. 12.32 took the, and Jackson took the C off Cleary two minutes before the, before the Manly game and then put it oh, on for feeder. Well played. Brilliant. Very, Bullet very dodged. well played. Uh, Damo's trying to get Holmes out. We've already spoken about Holmes a little bit. Maybe hold this week. I reckon he's probably a hold. Maybe even until Origin, I think. Um, shots. Uh, TP, I'm assuming he means TPJ. 20-odd points oh, yes. this week, selling for Jack DeBellin. Hey, that Jack DeBellin shout from me wasn't bad last week. He, was, he, what did he get, really... 70-odd? You know what makes me feel so much better about your takes? You looked super surprised when you just said that. Oh, Jack DeBellin, did I tell you? <laughs> he did good. I know. I never usually back my own takes. The, the problem is, like, a lot of the time, the amount of super coach research that we do to run this podcast, like, we're looking at every player in depth. We're looking at all the trends. We're looking at all the numbers. So, like, there's there's about 15 or 20 blokes that you could easily just take and go, you know what, this is a punt. I could take this guy. But Jack DeBellin stood out. 
but I wasn't ballsy enough and I probably didn't need to make that move this week considering his break even was still 41 or something. Um, but he's definitely someone I'm looking at now. Him and Jack Bird are both uh, in my eyesight, I think. Not slow? Hey, no. Hey, how funny is it that I came into the podcast last week on Tuesday when teams were named, or Wednesday, sorry, going, hey, Sloan's in my team. And you're like, no, nah, not a fan. And then eventually I don't go Sloan, you do. So I've ta- you've talked me out of him and I've talked you into him. Shocking. Yeah, Absolutely shocking. How good I'm is that? Still scored more than Turbo though. <laughs> he did. He did. He did score more than Turbo because uh, Turbo didn't play. Turbo got zero. But anyway, that's fine. We'll we'll move on, mate. We'll move on to the Eels versus the Knights. This was another bloodbath, wasn't it? Forty-three twelve. That the Eels prevailed. Mitchie Moses one forty-seven. I actually had someone on Twitter comment on one of my posts saying that they traded out Nathan Cleary this week for Mitchell Moses. I'm sorry, but if you don't have a crystal ball and you you're not some sort of messiah. Yeah, you're not making that move. That is incredible play, whoever did that. <laughs> My wife did that as well. <laughs> that is insane. That is well, insane. I was, saying, I was saying that Cleary was out, and she's like, oh, I don't want him in my team. And I was like, oh, Cleary's back. And she's like, oh, I've already done my trades. So. <laughs> Sometimes it's the simplest moves, isn't it, in Supercoach? Yeah. Say, yeah, that's all right. Who cares? We'll see what happens. Now, Gutho, 113. I'm really happy with that because I made the move instead of getting Sloan to get Gutho in for Turbo. So 113, very happy. Hopgood as well uh, has become super coach relevant again, miraculously, from finally getting a start again, which he always it's, should get a start. I think there should be a bit of a, um, I suppose, a disclaimer that I still think that he's a bit of a trap. Like you wouldn't buy him in now because Maddo's going to be coming back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he's Maddo, gonna, he's going to go back to the bench. You reckon Hopper goes back to the bench? Because they originally named Madison on the edge for this game. Yeah. And they put Cartwright back to the bench. Yeah, but then they rotate Maddo around and then Hopgood's going to lose a lot of minutes. I think that he's got his 50s and 60s and he's as good as Preston. I wouldn't pay up for Hopgood now. Yeah, I mean, the argument now is that Madison could be every chance for origin. So if if that happens, then... Potentially, Madison misses a bit of time through the middle of the season. You're getting these Eels players because they're playing round 13, 16, and 19, right? Otherwise, you'd probably look elsewhere. Now, if Madison's picked for origin, which, look, this is we, we don't know whether this is going to happen. You know, Hopgood could be relevant. He could go back to what he was doing at the start of the season. Who knows? Where It's all guesswork. But yeah. I'm happy I didn't sell. Yeah, they're not going to play the Knights every week. Look, I just think that you'd be crazy to get Hopgood in right now. Yeah, I yeah. Look, I I actually don't think it's a bad move to get him back in. I'm going to throw it out there. I don't I don't think it's a bad move. I I think that there's going to be plenty of minutes on offer. Um, you've obviously got uh, Regan Campbell Gillard, which we're we're forgetting he's out for eight to ten weeks. I mean, Wiramu Greg isn't going to be going and playing sixty minutes a game, is he? So like, there, there's minutes up for grabs in the middle Tell of the field what, for the Eels. He scored a good he scored a good fifty for those who got him for two hundred k. Yeah, one of the best 41s I've ever seen. Very, very good. <laughs> 40, it was 49. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I've sold him eight points short. My fault. <laughs> but um, hey, how he about... He usually only scores eight, so... You know how you said Hopgood, uh, he's not going to play the Knights every week. How about the 101 that he got against Melbourne and the 124 he got against Cronulla? Does know, that I count? I him. I counted yeah, I him. Mate, yes. and you're, you're going against him. He got 77 against Penrith. 
Come on, man. Look, you've got to admit you're wrong sometimes. So, no, sometimes you just got to move on. Look, he's not going to do this every week. Maddo's going to come back in. He's going to lose those minutes. Might even come back off the bench at times because Cardi was looking good. Yeah, Cardi actually had a really good game. The Cardi party continues. It's like 4 a.m. in the morning, you know, when you're at a party and the sun starts to come up. That's where we're at right now, I think, with Cardi. So uh, that's going to end very quickly. I, I can see Cardi going back to the bench. That, that's the way I yeah. see this playing out. Cardi goes back to the bench, which is exactly how they lined up this week. Madison might start at lock. He might start on an edge. I don't know. They'll probably rotate him in the middle and on the edge anyway, like they have all year. But I don't know. I don't mind. I don't mind Hopgood. I, I still think that maybe he's a play. Yep. But cool. um, how about Bradman Best basically ruining Marju? Because I, yeah. I don't know how much you watch this game, but that bloke didn't look left all. He, he's been taking some plays out of the Isaac Tungo playbook and uh, didn't look left all game, did he? It's false advertising. He's not the best. <laughs> he's not following with the name, is he? Is uh, Bradman not, not the best at all? Not very good. No. And look, again, I've got off Marju pretty happy right now. Um, not looking at too many Knights players with the way that they've been playing. Um, really glad that I dodged the bullet of, um, you know, Phoenix Crossland and, and you know, maybe looking at Safidi once his brother was out or, you know, Marju. Look, even Lockie Millers didn't score very well this game and he has been probably the best fullback, I suppose, for the year nearly, you know, not Still- called Latrell. And he's still goal kicking, which is great. Um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna leak a ton of cash. He could be a pickup before because they play round thirteen. He could be a pickup around round eleven and twelve, and you can just enjoy those points that you're going to get from him moving forward. Get him at a discount, but um, yeah, not looking at anyone about the Knights. But Dylan Brown uh, repaid those people that paid the money for him. Yeah, he did. I uh, got him in two weeks ago, and he's got me a sixty-seven and a one hundred nine. So I'm I'm very happy yeah. with that. Yeah, and. I know- um, like Sean Lane's dropping cash. There's a lot to talk about with the Eels, especially with that golden draw. I think you want to get, you want to have three Parramatta Eels players going into round 13. Yeah, I was about to ask you how many Eels you're going into the buy rounds with. Yeah, yeah three, if three's your answer. I, I, I'm pretty much on the same page because I think they obviously have a buy in round 14, which isn't ideal. Yep. It's kind of like a mini buy round in itself that we talked about on Tuesday. So I have uh, Hopgood, Brown, and... Uh, Gutho. Dunster. So, and Gutho. No, I don't have Dunster, luckily. Oh, okay. And obviously, Dunster got 25. Uh, look, he only needs one try to then get going. So, yeah. that'll come soon enough with their draw. Um, Kalen Ponga, though, he had an absolute stinker, didn't he? 16. He just didn't look good at all. I look at it and I'm like, oh, he's leaking cash. You never My know. note here. My note here says that Ponga is going to be 440k after this week. Can, can you imagine picking up Kalen Ponga at 400k? Yeah, because we're going to be having this discussion in two weeks. If he doesn't get picked for Origin, he's in my team. Can you imagine going straight from Isaiah Katoa to Kalen Ponga? <laughs> Sideways. Goodness That's probably me. a better one. Yeah, that's great. That's a good shout. Um, and look, if, if, maybe you just play him on matchups. Can I tell you that 5-8's been awful? You just play him on matchups, and if they're playing the Tigers, then you just oh, – I can't make that joke this way. If they're playing the Broncos, you play them. <laughs> oh, mate, the Broncos have the best defense in the comp, so I'm definitely <laughs> not playing them against the Broncos. Um, 
let's uh, let's move on to that game, I guess, considering we're talking about them. Rabbitohs 32, Broncos 6. Tough, tough game for the Broncos. Both teams yeah. play round 13, so the teams we're talking about or the players we're talking about here are in contention for that round 13 bye. Campbell Graham, though, goodness me, made the Broncos look like the Tigers, didn't he? 132. He made Herbie Farmworth look like he plays for the Dolphins, not the Broncos. But <laughs> <laughs> look, I actually went into halftime thinking that we should be 10 points up the way that we were playing. And um, the Rabbitohs were good. The Broncos were good. But they just, towards the back end, they just didn't have that go forward, which didn't give blokes like Reese Walsh that space. And usually Ezra capitalizes on, you know, Payne Hass's big runs and kind of felt like we ran out of gas. Um, disappointing from a super coach standpoint that I watched AJ drop it over the line a couple of times and, um, yeah, blow some, blow some, I nearly called them fast break points, but line breaks. And yeah, <laughs> yeah you got your just, NBA hat on there. Honestly, how's your Grizzlies go this week? It was disappointing for Supercoach. It was disappointing for me sitting there at the game. At least I got front row seat to a Campbell Graham masterclass because he was scoring right in front of me in the second half. So. He had a good game, didn't he? And, and look, there's a good chance he's going to get picked for Origin. So a lot of a lot of people are avoiding going Campbell Graham. Otherwise, honestly, that's just a that's a moral. Like you, you just take him, you just pick him in your team. The bloke's averaging probably close to a hundred over the last maybe four or five rounds. So yeah, um, Latrell ninety six, Walker seventy three, both producing some good points there. Bit of uh, I guess on the depressing side of things, Davey Mawali basically ruined any VC loop for anybody who who went VC. I know Nico Hines is probably good enough to VC at one twenty six anyway, but then you've got to cop the Davey Mawali twelve. So that's a little bit disappointing. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have done it if if I vice captain Nico. I wouldn't have done it. So really yeah. glad I captained him. It yep, just wasn't definitely. enough. I, I sort of said one thirty, one forty. And you got yep. to draw a line in the sand, especially when you've got blokes like Davy sitting there, Hayes Dunster sitting there. Yep, yeah, lots of traps. Um, you know, Dory, luckily enough, didn't get on the field, so I got a DNP for him, which means he doesn't drop cash. So that that's a massive win. Um, but yeah, no, what Reese Walsh twenty three, um, AJ twenty nine, Cam Murray forty three. Not what you'd expect from guys like but that you're paying six hundred k plus for. Um, but again. AJ's now bottoming out. You got him last week. I, I'll probably get him next next week, not this week coming. I think next week he I think he matches up against the Tigers. It's a bit of a better matchup for him. So I'll probably and, let him marinate for another week. And I jumped on it and like he could have very easily scored 70 in this game watching it. He yep. still did cover his break even. I can't be super disappointed. Like who else was I gonna play? Hayes Dunster? Like yeah, let's just do You're it. Not I moved, dance, moved, are you? moved on. Yeah, moved on, guys. That were leaking cash. Not super disappointed about AJ because that could have very easily been a seventy-point game from him if you just had to watch the game. Of course, if you didn't watch the game, then you would have been disappointed looking at the score. But yeah, he played all right. He had Cobo defending him as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. We know Cobo. That Cobo stags edge is a is a good edge. So, Adam um, hey. Reynolds. Yep, Patrick Carrigan and Billy Walters, they were they were carrying them this game. They were the only ones playing with any ticker. Um, bit of is Adam Reynolds a play? He's six hundred and sixty k. He had a twenty eight break even. Just scored another sixty five. You're going to be looking for somebody through that Origin period. Yeah, I was actually I've, so I've got in my notes here is Reynolds the Cleary or Hines downgrade for the origin period. He's not going to play origin. He plays round 13. 
I'd say yes. I, he's been okay. He's obviously goal kicks. Because I don't want Dillbags and and Moses. No, like, all neither. it takes is one bad Parramatta game, and I'm absolutely buried. Like at least some of the other guys I'm looking at. Spoiler alert: uh, some of the other blokes I'm looking at are like blokes like Sean Lane, Ryan Ryan Madison. If he doesn't get picked, um, you know Gutho, for example. I think that they'll get their points, but I think Mitch Moses and Dillbags, unless they're scoring forty points, they can't coexist on a super coach team. No, I completely agree. Moses is rocks and diamonds at the best of times. He gets you 140 this week and next week he'll get you 12. So yeah, not, I'm not a fan of having Moses and Brown in, in the same super coach team. So that's a, that's a fade, but yeah, Reynolds, good point. I'm, I'm all so, for that. Yeah. So I'm only asking because I don't add a Broncos player because I know that I've got those uh, maroon tinted glasses when I have a look. So yeah, I needed some validation there. So. Yeah, no, you're on the, you're on the right track for sure. Hey, you, you can keep your rose tint or your uh, Broncos maroon tinted glasses on with Reese Walsh because, I mean, people are going to start to panic now that he's going to drop a bit of cash, right? Like he'll drop maybe what 60K this week. Yep. He comes up against Manly into Melbourne and Penrith. Do you jump off? Because we've got guys like Jerome Buller now that are basement price fullback that will have a minus so what from what I've seen on Twitter, minus 33 break even next week he's gonna yeah. have. Is that is that a guy that you would downgrade for imagine how much cash you'd free up? Probably bloody five hundred K minimum. Do you make that play? So we'll have to wait for trade talks, but I can't actually see Reese Walsh after listening to to Billy, can't actually see Reese Walsh getting picked. And I can see it as a pod play playing him. What worries me and Hopefully the Rabbitohs were just really good. But what worries me was when Painhouse wasn't in the team, how he didn't get that space, that go forward. Painhouse plays Origin. Yeah, it's good. Was point. my biggest concern with Reese Walsh. So I was going into this week thinking, look, even if he scores poorly against these guys, I'm gonna run with him and I'm gonna keep going him. But that's my big concern. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. I mean, you're holding Reese Walsh for the bye because he plays the bye period. Uh, if he doesn't play Origin, that is obviously. And then obviously during that time, he's not going to have Payne Haas. They're not going to have the quick play the balls through the middle. He's not going to have the momentum. Yeah, good point. Actually, I haven't considered that at all. So yeah, there's a lot just, to think about Just there. Just watching it sitting there and watching the line, like, you know, Jordan Ricky tried his heart out and, you know, these guys tried to go forward, but your Corey Jensen's and your Palisiers are not Payne Haas. Payne Haas was leading the Dally M for... You know, for good reason. He's been the best front rower in the game. And I'm not sure Reese Walsh is as good without him. Like, Reese Walsh went back to Warriors Reese Walsh this week. He tried really hard. Um, yeah, it just wasn't there. But also, the the risk is Reese Walsh could have done this three or four times this season and he's gone and bashed out 70 points in the last 10 minutes of the game. He's done. He's honestly done that maybe two or three times this year. So yeah. it just didn't come this time and he finishes on his 20. So And this is I'm what gonna... you're going to get with Reese Walsh. I'm going to try and think of him as a guy that I paid 550k for and be okay to 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 cop. Like it was still what was it 38? Like it wasn't Tyrone Sloan scores. You sure? I why I'm looking at 23. Oh really? Oh, I must have got um, downgraded. Yeah, 23. You finished on? Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, that was still pretty bad. That hurts. Um, speaking of. Uh, let's flip the script, I guess, a little bit and look at the Rabbitohs because you've got Campbell Graham, we've got Latrell Mitchell, we've got Cody Walker. Those are uh, probably the three best options for the Rabbitohs at the moment, and we're not 
discounting Cam Murray at all at this point, but we know that he's been underperforming. Do you look at any of those considering that Campbell Graham, Trell, uh, Cody Walker won't play Origin, but the other two might? Are any of these a buy for you leading into round 13? Look, I think we've missed the boat. Yeah, Cody's like 830K. I'm not paying 830K for Cody Walker. Sorry. That's monster like, price, it, mate. Yeah, under no circumstance am I playing paying that money for Cody Walker because he just screams that he could be worth 600K in three or four weeks. Um, I think they're going to be worse without Latrell and say if Campbell Graham gets picked and Cam Murray will get picked and, and all those players as well. Um, yeah, we could see. Honestly, this run has given me a bit more faith in Cody Walker that if he was 600K, then maybe I'd jump on. Yeah. How about how about you mentioned Palacia? His dual position, front row, second row, is 260K after this week. He's going to cover Payne Haas through the origin period. It looks like he's in that <coughs> third kind of list of front row forwards that are going to be able to work through the middle of the field. Is he is he a buyer or is he somebody that you look at? Because I know that front row forward stocks are dismal at the moment. Is that a guy you consider? I look elsewhere. Like he got 35 with him going and getting the world given to him, um, giving him, you know, letting him be the, I suppose, the leader of the pack. Um, I suppose Flagler's still that. But, yeah, look, I just needed to see a 40 or a 45. Yeah, 35 isn't enough to get me excited, even at front row forward. I'll just stay with Stefano, thanks, if I want mid scores. Yeah, yeah, true. We'll talk about him later, but I'm off him. So off that guy. Mate, Saturday, this is a good game. I don't know whether you caught it. Raiders 31, Dolphins 30. Did you watch this one? This this was a very interesting game. Um, Whiten came out and basically said to everybody, hey, thanks for doubting me. I'll take 133. Uh, He had an absolute cracker of a game. Essentially, probably put the Raiders on his back. And he looked like the only bloke out there that really wanted to win. So full credit to him. Uh, the the post match press conference that he had as well was pretty oh. emotional. You can tell that he's uh, doing it tough out there in in Canberra. Obviously, doesn't want to leave, but is having to. I guess is is the way that I took that. But full credit to Whiten. Um, Connolly Lemuelu one twenty scored a couple of meat pies. He had a great game. Uh, the guy I want to talk to you about is Corey Horsburgh, who got ninety eight. He's a dual front row, second row forward. I mean, we've got front row forward issues right now, right? We've got we've got. We're struggling. At the moment, I can only think of really a couple of guys that I would want to spend up for, and that's Joey Tarpany on the same team and Payne Haas, who is the premium front row forward one for this season. Is Corey Horsburgh a guy at 530K after this week that could probably maybe fill that void for front row two? I mean, he's a better option than your boy Stefano. Um, You're going to be looking at going somewhere from Christian Welch soon. I don't hate it. I'm looking at Hudson Young, just just as that line runner. I know he I know he has a try in him. Um, I don't want Tarpany, Horsburgh, and Hudson Young. I don't even want Tarpany and Horsburgh. Yeah, um, Hudson Young and Tarpany are different enough that I'm okay with it. Um, and even if I don't go Hudson Young, I don't really want Horsburgh and Tarpany. And Tarpany, I know he banged out a sixty. It's not sexy. It's not. 120 he's probably not going to score 120 this year but he's been really consistent so i'm gonna go with tarpany over yeah over horsburgh um i've got horsburgh draft um love it and i know it's 500k and it's an easier move from welch but i don't think you want both of them 
Yeah, fair enough. I mean, Davy Clemmer's about 520k, 515k, and he's bottomed out. Would you prefer Clemmer over Horsburgh? Yes. Okay. I mean, look at Horsburgh's stats, so let me throw this at you. If it, when he plays over 49 minutes, he scored 95, 56, 62, and 98, and he's 3% yeah. owned. <laughs> There's worse options. I mean, if you don't there have Tarpany, if you don't have Tarpany, could you get Horsburgh? Because I know, obviously, if you what don't you've have Tarpany. I add him, yes. Okay. Yeah, because your concern if is you're... having both your Ricky Roulette kind of players on the same team. <sighs> Mate, I could just see one getting 60 and the other two getting 20 one week. That's the worst thing with Ricky Roulette. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, um, Jared Croker delivers, I guess, for downgraders, for people that were looking for that downgrade option. He gets a 69, scored a try, looked good. Hey, like I, I actually, Raiders are winning games. I actually don't see them dropping him. They've got Xavier Savage playing fullback in New South Wales Cup at the moment. Seb Chris obviously will move to centre. Xavier Savage will come back into this first grade team. But why fix it if it isn't broken? Mate, Seb Chris looked great. Yeah, he was really Seb good. Seb Chris looks really good. Like, I, I've got an idea. Like, are we, should we look at Seb Chris? Like, I don't know. He looks really good. Yeah, no, nah, that's a no from me, dog. No. <laughs> I'm not looking at Seb Chris. I mean, it, he hasn't been looking good all year. He looked good for one game, two games. He's looked so. good for the last two games. He scored 80-odd last week. Yeah. Oh, still, the week before, that's a, I mean, yeah, obviously you get him in the center wing. You don't get him at fullback. But yeah, um, yes. major pod Definitely. plays. Gotta He's be got a three-round average of 65. So, Okay. Hey, interesting. Um, but, hey, I'm Croker looking, at 270K, that's nice. For the first time, I'm looking at the Raiders for options. Yeah. That is probably the point to play. Like, you know, Seb Chris, 500K. Like, why not? He's playing fullback. I just added Tyrell Sloan. Like, that's true. The the yes. Raiders are better than them. Like, you know, a lot of people, like thousands of people added Tyrell Sloan. Yeah. Like, let's just look at the Raiders. Poor, uh, poor Tyrell Sloan owners. That's, uh, that hurts. Um, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, I should have got the sound drop in for this episode. Actually, <laughs> that would have been good. Hey, uh, Dolphins, obviously, they've got the round 11 buy. So we're not looking at buying any Dolphins players moving forward. But is there anybody here that impressed you? I mean, Lemuel, who was good. J- JMK, but I'm not spending nearly 700K now. I think I've missed the boat. I think when I've got Reed Mid Marnie and Reese Mid Robson. Um, <laughs> Why would That's I the most mid. That is the most mid pairing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, but they're not bad enough to move any of them. Like it's, you know, it should be uh, J A M K, Jeremy yeah. above mid Mar- like Marshall. So yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Hey, I tell you who's below mid is Robert Jennings. He got fourteen. Uh, so the good thing is he didn't fall over near the trial line and decide that he was concussed near the line this week. So that was good. Like he, he didn't completely mess something up, but in saying that he made a few errors and uh, clearly that reflected in his score because he was pretty ordinary. And we called it last week, didn't we? We said he was a trap. A lot of people went there still. You know what? Watching this game, um, he was nearly the first person in danger of not covering his negative break. Even (laughs) it was so close. I'll tell you what, like, uh, it, it, just, it just defies logic as to why you'd look at a guy that when you've got two wingers, one in the extended reserves in Edric Lee and the other guy, Tessie New, about to come back into this team, why you go and get a one-week cash grab with a guy that's pretty ordinary. Um, yeah. yeah, go for it. Um, which is, I guess, the reason why, one, you don't look at 
him. You don't look at Jennings, but two, you don't look at Dolphins players, I guess, with the round 11 buy. Um, guys, if you're obviously uh, another proud sponsor of the podcast, Snap Fitness in Bendo and uh, Bendigo and Epsom. So if you're out in country Victoria or out in Bendigo or Epsom, go in and see the guys over at Snap Fitness there. Mark, Emma and the team, great supporters of the podcast. Go and see them. They'll look after you. Tell them the Insight Boys sent you. Uh, they've got child minding there, which is, I think, a really big, uh, important part. When you've got kids, it's hard to get to the gym when you've got kids. So uh, I know Maddie and I, were in the same position. And, uh, you know, trying to get to the gym when you've got young kids, it's it's a bit of a battle. So they've got child mining. Obviously, everybody there is uh, qualified to look after kids as well. They've got their blue card and all that kind of stuff. So go in and see the guys over at Snap Fitness Bendigo and Epsom and let them know we sent you. The pod was 10 minutes late because Theo wouldn't went to sleep, go to sleep. So, uh, yeah, no, understand that. If it's the difference between a workout and somebody looking after your kids, um, yeah, it's a lifesaver. So. Absolutely. Head in and see him. Mate, let's move on. Saturday, Manly 10, lost to the Gold Coast Titans 26. I tipped Manly in this game. I thought they were going to be good. Uh, they were not good. They were actually very, very bad. Uh, and David Fafida capitalized on that with 114. So with David Fafida, I mean – He's the best second rower in the game at the moment from a super coach yep. perspective. Uh, he's had one score under 69. He averages about 82 or 83 now after he's 100. He will now be over 800K. Do you still shell out that cash? Or Honestly, do you yes. look at him and go, he's going to play Origin? He could do this most weeks. But does he play Origin? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Look, we're saying that Billy's not going to pick Reese Walsh because of form. And yes, you say Reese Walsh had a bad game. Kalen Ponga had a worse game. So let's throw that out there. Billy might just keep going. David Fafita might not play till the second game. And only if we lose. Hey, look, I mean, I'm not complaining because I've had Fafita since day one. I'm assuming that most people that are doing quite well still have Fafita and he's just that lock and load to RF that you don't even think about. So that that makes complete sense. But, I mean, for anybody who doesn't own him, still got, what, three rounds before Origin, 10, 11, 12? I add him. I find a, I, he is talent enough for me to rip my team apart if I don't have it. If you don't have him, have him you're probably not going that well. So you So you need him. Like on that edge as well with foreign, like it's not just about the try scoring threat from Fafita this year. It's about the creating threat that he has now. And obviously with AKP on that left wing, like that, they're obviously connecting really well. 
it seems like a no-brainer, doesn't it? Like if you haven't got him, you just pay up and get him. Yeah. Yeah. I think you I think you shell out the money. He could be 900 k at the end of the year. Speaking of AKP, 73, you're uh, pretty happy with that, I think, because you, you held him and played him this week. Yeah, I've held him through. I just had a look at him at 450K, just seeing him as a guy that could turn up at any given week. And, yeah, repaid me this week. I really needed it too because if he dropped to 400K, I was I was in danger of making any other moves. So, Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I sold him, I think, two weeks ago for Ruben Garrick. So, I mean, that didn't, didn't play out well, I did it? <laughs> nearly, nearly straight swap in a week, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, Ruben Garrick's leaking some cash, so you well, don't want to be yeah, in that let's boat. Talk, let's talk about Garrick. I'm worried about him. Um, I'm worried that they didn't play him at fullback with Turbo out. And I know that they want to give Keon weeks some minutes. He didn't look really good at centre. They're trying to fit a square peg through a round hole. Just play him at fullback. He's good in. He's good at the wing when Turbo plays. Just play him at fullback. Otherwise, do you jump off? Like, do you just cop the 120k? I think I'm, I'm too stubborn I'm really, to do it. I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned about it. I, I think. I mean, what, why are they? Why is Seabold now going? Yep, Ko Weeks is the guy. We're going to play him at full. It's an important position. Like you're coming second on the ladder, mate. You've got to play a good player at fullback. KO Weeks was pretty ordinary, let's be honest. And no one's expecting him to be great, but you just put Garrick at the back. You just put him at the back and you just let him do his thing. He did it last year when Turbo was out for two-thirds of the year and they still did okay. They made top eight. They competed in the finals. Like, why are you playing around with this now, trying to blood a young bloke when you're coming second on the ladder? It absolutely baffles me. Yeah. Deserves 10 in the bin for that because... Just genuinely, just put Garrick in there, plug and play. You have the best fullback coverage, probably outside of the Roosters. I'm going to go ahead and say that Garrick would get fullback money if he went to 12 out of the 17 teams in the NRL. Yep. Comfortably. Probably more. I'm probably underselling him, to be fair. Uh, He'd play fullback at any team in the competition aside from maybe the top three. And that's it. Yep. Anyway, rant over. Move Garrick to fullback Seabold. I know Anthony Seabold will be watching this episode. So hey, Seabs, if you if you want to um if you want to win some more games this year, chuck Garrick back there, mate, and you'll be right. Turbo should be back though next week, from what we've seen. Um, I jumped off Turbo this week. I think most, uh, I think twenty thousand people jumped off Turbo this I, week, which makes sense. You didn't? Though. I did too. I sort of, oh, I did. did. I did yeah. in the end. That was my last minute move for Sloan. So, um, okay. pre- pretty happy about that, but. To be completely honest, like I could have just moved Warbrick and been even happier. So I don't yep. know. I don't know. It gives me some flexibility this week, which I'll talk about in my trades. Um, cool. Some really good flexibility. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, Tofoa Sipley. Uh, everybody was really keen on him as that little front row forward plug to, to save people from having to take an AE this week. And he may well have yeah. taken an AE with 12. So a um, bit disappointing you burnt a trade on him. Paseki and Kepi owners were bailed out. It's just that Sipley owners weren't. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Brimson, anybody who bought Brimson, you were a bee's dick away from getting Brimson yourself, I think, from memory. You know what? He outscored Sloan. So. He outscored Turbo this week, mate. That's, that's all you got to worry about, really. He so outscored 20. Sloan as well, and Sloan played 80 minutes. So. Yeah, that's brutal. So injured hamstring, I think it is. It sounds like a bit of a, a chronic hamstring injury that he's got reoccurring one that's just going to keep popping up. 
you know what? I'm going to keep an eye on him still because having that 20 in his rolling average, he's 550K. Um, I was $2,700 away from moving Katoa to Brimson, uh, which I very... I would have done it and I would have been spruiking. I would have been really happy about it. So I really do want to get off Qatar at some stage. So I'm looking at looking at who to go and Brimson is probably my guy. Yep. Yeah, there's worse moves. Uh, it just depends how long he's out for as to whether yeah. or when you can make that move. Hey, lastly with this game and not specifically with Manly, it looks like Josh Schuster stocks are rapidly dropping with Kyle Flanagan being uh, effective immediately moved over to Manly. And it looks like they've gone and bought him for DCE cover through the origin period. But that is code for Schuster is incredibly unfit and we're not rating him and we need another half or another playmaker. Yeah, I... I would have hoped that Cooper Johns was enough, but I suppose if Schuster's not playing and, you know, they don't want to play weeks in the in the halves, then you've got to do it. Um, Flanagan will steer the ship. It'll, As, it'll be fine. He, if he's got a dynamic other guy beside him, I think that he's good enough to play every week. As bad as this sounds, and as as good as a bloke as Cooper Johns is, I'm sure um, his TikTok seems to be better than his NRL play because <laughs> he was so bad. He was so bad on the weekend. Like he just – nothing he did turned out to be any good at all. And I, I don't know whether they're – they're obviously not – they made this decision before the game, but yeah. I feel like maybe they're losing faith in Cooper Johns to be that 5'8 or yeah. that second option. Um, and, hey, is Kyle Flanagan a better option? <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably say he probably isn't. But He's probably safer. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess Kyle so. Flanagan doesn't make too many mistakes. He just doesn't Do ever. Good. I've never seen him change the game. But hey, yeah, he could be the guy that saves him through the buys. So that that's that's fine. I understand that move. I've just got that Hamali covered his break even, and he's done sixty six. And if he doesn't get picked for Origin, he's somebody I would look at. I just think that he's going to play Origin. Yeah, I think he's going to get bench minutes in Origin, which kind of rules him out. I mean, hey, it might mean he gets rested, and we can pick him up cheap in round twenty twenty one for the run home. So yeah. I'm not overly upset with that. I had Hamoliola Kawatu last year for the majority of the season. He was so good for me. Um, it's a shame we can't pick him up again, but hey, good luck to him if he plays Origin. He's probably in the best 17 there. Yeah, for sure. Hey, all right, take a seat, mate. Step aside. Tigers, 12, Panthers, 8. Well, uh, hey, honestly, I, I just on a serious note, the Tigers played the best football that I have seen them play in over two years on the weekend. Just just everything that they did worked. Luke Brooks played the best game he's played in a very long time. 240-20s, controlled the game. Tempo of the game was great. Attack, it was super wet as well. Um, did you know that the Panthers have played five games in the rain and haven't won one this year? Yep. Could be could be an omen. So the wet pussies. Um, I heard they've been called. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. I like it. But uh 90% completion from the Tigers. That one in the game essentially. So uh, unfortunately though, from a super coach perspective, it just meant that none of the players really scored that well. No. And I know that we've all got stocks in the Panthers for obvious reasons, but it did give us a bit of perspective that maybe we could look at some of these Tigers players. I really like a game like this for having a look at some players. Look, they're not going to do it every week, but it's wet weather. Like just remember, like 
if this was dry, like Jerome Buller, we could have been talking about a ton. Um, you know, Api Corosau, we would have been talking about as, as you know, nearly an 80. Like, yes, he scored 50 in this stupid wet weather. And, yes, they left. And, and look, they just needed some confidence. They oh, nearly looked like they tried to lose it at the end, but um, they held yeah, but on. But that's, that's what happens when you haven't won a game for so long, you just forget how to win. So, um, and to be fair, I think the Panthers would have beaten us by about maybe 12 to 18 points if it was dry. Uh, It it was just one of those games that become really sloppy, uncharacteristic Panthers errors in this game. So, um, Isaiah Yo 74, he's the only super coach relevant person we need to talk about really. And in terms of the busts, before I get to the mid-rangers, Sonny Luke 22, Taruva 30, Stefano 39. Like, a bit disappointing there. Not a good super coach game, but Jerome, Jareen Buller. Couldn't I'm not disappointed in Stefano, can I say? I know you want to talk about Dream Buller. I'm not disappointed in Stefano because I think that's just what he is. He is my third front row forward. When I play him, I know he's going to get in and around 40. Yeah. like Yeah, it's a good point. You, that is a good point. Like, like, yeah, I'm not disappointed in that. I just think that, yes, what happened is what we expected. The top four or five, you know, the top three from... The Panthers, the top couple from the Tigers, when there's wet weather like this, your forwards go forward and your halves, you know, it's really hard to score super coach points. Um, yeah, you could just have a look at that and just go, well, Yo's scored fairly well. Hosking scored pre- fairly well. You know, Clemmer, hopefully he's turned it around. Um, IPAP looked really good. Bateman looked really good. Look, the forwards just looked really good in this game from the Tigers. So they should in the wet when literally all the ball goes up the middle of the field. Like th- yeah. that's just set up for the Tigers' middles to do their job. Um, speaking you of, spend a lot of money in your middles. Yeah, I mean, we've got fallen guns now that are starting to pop up at the Tigers. You've got John Bateman at five hundred and eighty k. We've got Isaiah Papali'i at six hundred, who looks like maybe he'll drop again next week. And you've got David Clamer at about five thirty as well. So those three guys are three premium, proven super coach scorers. Do you look at any of them? I mean, the Tigers don't play around 13, which is probably a little bit of a bummer considering they're starting to bottom out. But are any of these guys a buy? Yeah. Yeah, I think Clemmer is. In a weak front row forward position, it probably makes sense, doesn't it? In a weak front row forward position, yes. If he was a second rower and he'd done exactly this, I'm probably going to say no, which is what I'm going to say for Bateman. Yeah, I need to see more from the Tigers before I jump on more than this. It's probably more that... You know, hookers have been awful. That's why I was looking at Affy. Front row forwards have been awful. That's why I'm looking at Clemmer. And it could be a point of difference. Like, everybody's going to have Tarpany going through the bye period. Everybody's going to get off Hass and go on the Tarpany and then hope to move back onto Hass afterwards. Having Clemmer, like, I don't even know. Do people even watch Tigers games? The general public that, you know, might watch just the games that come on Channel 9 and don't have KO? They probably don't. Mm-hmm, true. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess you're right. Like, I think you want to see the Tigers string together some decent games, and you also want to see Clemmer and IPAP and Bateman put up some sc- consistent scores before you kind of jump on as a super coach fan. I'll tell you, a guy that I'm watching very closely and could consider in the next week or two is Tyrone Peachy. If he can hold that left center position and he plays there and basically takes that Isaac Tungo position, uh, he got 54, third highest scorer for the Panthers on the weekend. Yes, wet game. Don't take too much from that. But 
Uh, we know Peachy's a, a proven super coach scorer in the past. He breaks a lot of tackles. He gets a lot of attacking stats, a lot of work. He could be a, a guy at 279K that fixes all your problems in your 2RF if you need a downgrade. Yeah, I don't I don't hate the downgrade or like, you know, if you're like me and you're off Schuster and you find yourself a week where you've got to trade up your sleeve, I could get around that. I've still got yeah. Willie Army and Schuster sitting there. Hey, somebody I was waiting for someone like Peachy to pop up. So Yeah, I've got Matty Dory still. So yeah. um that could be the perfect kind of sideways trade, really, couldn't it? I love that. I love that. Um, before we move on to Sunday's games, mate, unless you had anything else on this Tigers Panthers game, um, let's answer some questions very quickly. Not really. Um, I'm just going to say that I'm kind of off happy after watching him, and I just think that he's going to play Origin. He's going to be nearly 600k. He was 540 um, coming into the week. 540 was my hot button for it. Couldn't get around it this week. Yeah, think you've missed it now. Yeah, I think so as well. I think yeah, I think Appy should play Origin. It kind of makes sense. He's he looks above and beyond the best player on the park every time he plays. Um, doesn't matter where he's playing, he should be playing Origin. But then again, you never know. Brad Fittler's chasing the game, really, isn't he? This year, with yep. he's coming off a series loss, so he might be making some changes. So we'll we'll keep a, a very close eye out on that. Um, Shots is asking us: Is Murray a sell? Cam Murray, what are your thoughts? Coming into Origin, a few back-to-back what? 40s and 50s. He, he's not looking good. Uh, I'll get I, his... I think I think you kind of have to hold at this point, don't you? Like you if he's you dropped spend... too far? Yeah, I think he's dropped too far. Like, I think that the swing will happen. Like, if you're talking about... Sorry, I'm just waiting for it to load. Like, 670, and he's about to drop. He'll drop about 40k this week, 30k? Yeah, drop 40k. Like, what are you going to get for 630K that that you would think that would score more than Cam Murray every week? Well, I mean, the question that I'd ask. I'd say most second rowers, considering. <laughs> I mean, he, he's got a 40, a 60, a 61, a 50, a 46, and a 43 this year, which is what you Jackson Ford numbers, realistically. Like, but the problem is now you've seen him drop that probably 100, 110K. You're coming into origin. Do you just take cop the loss? Because I'd I, argue that you just cop the loss now. Yeah. I think I just sit him on my bench and play people like Jackson Ford. I'm not saying don't play Cameron Murray every week because you're going to have a Preston that's going to be scoring 40s anyway. But yeah, I would honestly, I'd probably hold Murray through this period and then through the bye period, just sit him on the bench. Like you have three bench spots in second row, it's the easiest one to hide someone. Oh, apart from so, and he should back up from what I'm looking at. Round 14 and 17, he'll back up. Yeah. Round 20, he won't because they've got the buy in round 20. Uh, but I'd say early buy period, maybe just hold. Um, yeah, he should get his work done through there, and you know what you're going to get from him. Uh, not a fan of Ponga Demo. That's fair enough. Um, Tavita Totola is he an option from the Rabbitohs? Plays round 13, covers a bit of Origin, plays in the middle in a shit position. No, I put in a waiver claim on draft if it makes you feel any better. But yeah, I wouldn't be looking at Totola. I think that there's probably some better options somewhere else than Totola at 450k. Some good questions around Corey Horsbrat, Jack DeBellin. We've both spoken about that at the start. We like them I both. would rather, we've, we're talking about Corey Horsbrat. I'd rather spend the extra 50k for him. Is Marju a sell? 
Yes. I'm going to say no. Uh, he, I mean, he got 40 and did nothing. Like at the end yeah. of the day, in the center wing, if you can do, if you can get forty every single week doing nothing, it was a bit like Talakai last season, wasn't it? Like when he did nothing, he still got forty five to fifty points, and people got the shits about it because they knew he could get one sixty, because they but, paid seven hundred and eighty for him, and that too. And again, people are paid seven hundred and eighty for Marju, so that's why people are probably getting the shits about the scores. And and yes, Bradman Best is a bit of a concern for me, um, the fact that he just doesn't pass and doesn't look. But I think Marju's probably a hold for now. I just don't have a heap of faith in the Knights going forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the Knights. I don't, I don't know what it is, but, I mean, that Ponga, Miller, Marju left edge is lethal, like, against any team. Imagine if you put those three guys on a Penrith team. Like, they, yeah, they'd be, be the best left edge in the comp. So Even, just even Dom Young comp. on the other side is fantastic. But... Jackson Hastings, know. relatively good organizer, decent halfback. I just, I just feel like because they're at the Knights, people don't look at them as much. But that's a quality edge. And when Ponga finds his feet and he starts getting good, this is only his second game. I mean, he hasn't. He's played three games of three and a half games of football in about maybe nine months. So yeah. we can't be too critical of him yet. I think he'll get going. Yeah, and um, hopefully. But I don't know. Crossed, I we can probably just jump, jump off Marju. I feel. I actually am surprised that his base is so good. So, yeah, no, I'm going to hold. I'll say hold, Marju. You say sell. So, sorry, mate. We haven't hold. We haven't helped you at all. We haven't um, graded much tonight. No, we haven't. Uh, Hamo wants to know what he scored. Twelve ninety nine. I saw you scored Hamo because we're in the same league. Uh, $12.99, Ryan Hammond. Big big score. He was actually a guest on the AFL podcast the other day. Man, man knows his sport and he's very good on the sticks on NBA 2K. So, um, <laughs> get a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a multi sport athlete, Ryan Hammond. Um, people are talking about Timoko at Canberra Raiders. Thoughts on Matty Timoko? Honestly, just looking at Raiders players, I don't think you can go too wrong. Like, they had such a bad run at the start of the year that nearly all of them dropped cash. Um, yeah, trust your gut with someone like Matty Timoko. I won't be looking at him, but, yeah, I don't hate him. Um, another question here, Egan Butcher has come good, but will his minutes come back down with Angus, Crichton, and Satili Tupanua back? I'd say yeah, the, the answer is like, yes. Yeah, it's not a matter of if it happens. It's a matter of when it happens. Um, I know that we haven't talked about this, but Angus Crichton's 29 and 31 is really good for super coaches. Yeah, for sure. That's that he's Very about three weeks away from coaches. three, four weeks away from bottoming out, and then you just snap him up. He's not going to play Origin this year. If you that's a great buy. Trading somebody like Jackson Ford or Jacob Preston for Angus Crichton, I never thought it would have happened. <laughs> hey, I think the one thing uh, I mean, we're looking at Egan Butcher and going, oh, like he's come good again. He's doing all right. He's scoring well. But the thing is, you've got to remember that Angus Crichton and Satili Tupanua are their two preferred left and right edges. That's their starting edges. And then we've still got Nat Butcher. who's getting start starter minutes. He's coming off the bench, Nat Butcher, for some reason. Like, sorry, they moved Crichton to the bench, didn't they? And they, they started Egan. The bench, yes. Yeah. Yes. So like their, their edge, edge forward stocks are so bloody strong at the Roosters that Egan Butcher's, a week or two away from being off the bench, if out of the team, to be honest with you. And I can't, I can't, like, oh, I'm going to talk about it early. Like, the Warriors second rowers have been fantastic, but you can't score on these Roosters second rowers. 
Like no. these edge forwards from the Roosters, the best pack in the cup. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Troy wants to know who the punch-up with Schuster was. <laughs> the other player in the punch-up with Schuster was, do you know? I heard he got in a fight with his own quad. <laughs> I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to try and find the answer to this because I'm very intrigued. Uh, all right, what else have we got? Uh, a lot of people talking about Horsburgh. Who's the worst go, passer, Targo go, or Best? You know what? I don't know because I've never seen him do it. Yeah, that's right. Stinking. Absolutely shocking. Put Stephen Crichton in that list as well. Yeah. Um, for So Jackson's asking for us, non-Harry Grant owners, should we jump on now? 130K discount. Don't see him any cheaper. Do you get on now? I mean, the one thing I guess to consider with Origin coming up, last year through Origin, he got a, a, a bit of rest through the middle of the season. And That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, so my I traded him two weeks ago. Big gutsy move for me. I, I, I don't know whether I like it yet. I feel like I may be on par with the three games that Reed Marnie had versus the two that Harry had. But do, do you really want to pick up another guy at that kind of cash? Yes, he's got a discount, but he's still, what, 699K or something. I'm not grabbing him. I feel like I'd rather JMK. Yes. A couple of yeah, 70s I in would... a row. Plays by Honestly... Honestly, if Harry Grant gets rested, you could go JMK through the origin period, add Harry Grant for that golden run home. After round 20, the Storm's draw really opens up. It's beautiful. I really want some Storm players going into into that. I might even grab one of their wingers, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad shout. Hey, uh, Ryan Maddow, Ryan Madison's brother was the one that got in that fight. So it wasn't even another player. It was just Ryan Madison's brother. Uh, do you yeah. reckon that the fight was over who would pay the 50 cents at the vending machine if it was Ryan Madison's brother involved? Because uh, <laughs> we know that there's a bit of history about not wanting to pay for things in the Madison family. So uh, Yeah, it was probably it, that. Could be. Uh, Selman wants to know what people are doing with Walsh. We, we had a little bit of a chat about that one before, but <sighs> you, what's your final decision, I, yes or no? Do you the, sell him or no? The way that I gathered it, you were in team sell and I'm in team hold. I'm going to be holding him because I think think that a lot of people are going to be hopping off him. And I think the Broncos, like you look at their first half last game against the Rabbitohs. They've still got a lot to give. They were missing their 5-8. They were missing the best forward in the game. We were in that. Yes, we let it go at the end, but we were in that. And yes, look, they scored two. Look, we lost by, would we lose by 30? And they scored two tries while we're in the sin bin, while Herbie was in the sin bin on 12 players. Like, I'm not as disheartened as I probably should be about this Broncos loss because I went there expecting a loss because I, because Payne Hass is as good as he's been good. Let's just hold on to Walsh and think of him as a guy that you paid 550k for. Look, next week, people could be playing 500k for Sebastian Chris, could be paying 500k for Tyrell Sloan. I'd rather Walsh. Gross. Never paying 500K for Tyrell Sloan. 440 <laughs> was a stretch as it was. Um, let's move on. Sunday this afternoon, Roosters 14, Warriors 0, torrential rain. Bit of a shit. bit of a tough game. Shit bit game, of a shit really? game to watch. Yeah, it was. Uh, Nat but oh sorry, Egan Butcher 86. Uh Adam Fanua Blake, people would be happy with. Got 76. So a, a few people bought him in to kind of plug a hole in front row forward, but you paid 610 to get him. I don't know whether I want to pay 610 for a guy like Adam Fanua Blake when Torhu Harris is due back in a week, I think NRL physio said. So that means he's not going to be playing lock. He'll play front row, less minutes. Not yeah. a fan, really, moving forward. Look, 
Look, I think a lot of people jumped off Haas this week and got onto Adam Fanil Blake, which you know what he played and Haas didn't. Um, it's burning a trade, but it, when you have a look at this game and you look at the top four scorers from the Roosters were all forwards, and what maybe the top seven were forwards from the Warriors. It really just explains the kind of the game that it was. And yeah, yes, really good if you had if you had the stocks in forwards. But like I feel like you're sharing a lot of love in with the Warriors. We still haven't really seen their proper rotation. I know it's crazy that it's round nine and we still haven't seen their rotation. But yeah, the Roosters are just too good. Like for me to jump on Egan Butcher, no, with Angus Crichton sitting there. Tell me you wouldn't prefer to play Angus Crichton minutes if he was a hundred percent than Oh, Egan no Butcher. doubt. No doubt. Angus Crichton's a state of origin quality forward. There's no way in the world he's gets minutes. quality forward. Like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, spot on. Bingo. I, I think Crichton comes back in once he gets his fitness back. It's just a conditioning issue. Yeah, and, then, him, so. and then Egan's banging out 30s and 40s off the bench. Like, yeah. Hey, let's one not thing overreact. We, one thing we haven't not considered yet, and we haven't talked about yet on this podcast, but we need to talk about it now, is that Joey Manu is about to play his third game at 5'8 next week. Yep. Which technically means, based on what Supercoach HQ have told us, that when a player plays three games in one position, they go up for grabs or they go into consideration for dual position. So Joey Manu, imagine if you could plug and play Joey Manu and Dylan Brown in your 5-8 for the rest of the season. That is like, I mean, he's automatically probably a 60% kind of player then. You just have to have him in your team if you can play him at 5-8. Mate, I would feel like the New Zealand coach, Brew. That is exactly what I want. <laughs> the accent was terrible, by the way. Just to <laughs> let you know that in advance. That was awful. Um, but, hey, I'll put on whatever accent you want me to put on if, if that means that I can get Manu in my 5'8 this year. Mate, so, I, uh, I would salivate nice. at that. Like, just like even with these cheapy centre wingers coming in, being able to have the flexibility to move out Katoa for one of these blokes from the Raiders or just honestly anything because 5'8 has been so dismal, that would yep. that would make my week. Joey and, Manu uh, would be very well-owned if that happens. Like I know like a lot of people had him last week, but he wasn't well-owned before that. So, And I guess talking jewels, Christopher's mentioned that Peachy will probably get center wing if he plays three games there as well before the round 12 I'd updates. Much rather, I'd much rather play him at center wing than I would at second row forward. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, even if you get him next week, right, or the week after, and then they make the tra- the change the week after that, you can then slip him down to center center wing and then bring in a second rower. So it's not yeah, the end of the world. You, you said exactly the same to me about you and Aitken. Like you want second rowers that are playing in center wing, though, rather than, you know what for I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. No doubt. I'd, I'm not going to, I mean. for It's different as, with as, Peachy as, being on as that an ex- edge. As an example, Jack Bird, you want to play him at center wing. You don't want to have to yep. play him at 2RF, do you? Yeah, so Because exactly. um, he's he's actually an average 2RF, but a really good high base center wing. Yeah, exactly like the Talakai situation we had last year that worked out very yep. poorly for us. So don't listen to us at all on that one. Um, uh, Teddy54, was uh, looked. he looked involved. He just doesn't look like Teddy. No. I was close. I was looking at him last week. As someone that had Teddy sold before he leaked too much cash, watching him going down, felt like I had to move Turbo, which I still think is probably the right decision. I'm not a fan. The origin coming up, I just don't know whether it's a play anymore. It's, I mean, 
He just doesn't look it's the same. It's the wrong time. He only just covered his break even in his 550k. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah. So uh, there's other options there. Gutho. I mean, Gutho is going to bloody go through the roof in price now. He's going to probably Gutho's gain another 50 k And I'm looking elsewhere um, for yep. my buy coverage now. I just think yep. he's too expensive. You got on at the perfect time. So. Yeah, for sure. And Torhu Harris, uh, so he's only one or two weeks away, so that MCL re-aggravation isn't as bad as what they thought it was. So uh, obviously Josh Curran then, Josh Curran season, lasted about 46 minutes uh, until yeah. he got he got hooked with about 15 minutes left to go in that game. So Yeah, and I feel like he made a lot of tackles, but he I think what did he run for like 40 metres or something? Like he didn't do a yeah. lot of work on, on offence. Um, Look, yep. did a lot of work and looked really good, but yeah, no, you're not. You're going to be disappointed if you jumped onto him. You're definitely not looking at him now. Let's move on. Last game, Dragons Bulldogs. Uh, very, very close one. Good win for the Bulldogs. Uh, yes, Braden Burns ninety three, so he's gone eighty five and ninety three in his first two games. What's the bet that he? I mean, he's five hundred and twenty k, so it's an awkward price. I, yeah, I won't say awful. that he'll be the most bought. But I reckon some people are going to jump on looking at his negative break even next week, going, "Oh, this could be an option." I I tell you what, the people, people listening elsewhere. to this, the people look at, listening to this podcast won't be adding him because they've got more sense than that, mate. Jake I think Averillo, if you've done any sort of research in this sort of thing, that you, you're not adding Braden Burns. But I think people will just look at the scores and hop on. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Jake Averillo, ninety-one. Uh, I mean. He's not a he's not a guy you look at. Jack DeBellin, though, seventy two. We spoke about him earlier on in the podcast. He he could be a really nice dual position option so, at around so that mid five hundred. Updates have already happened in this game, so they're they're yeah, onto right. it really early. So yeah, no, just just seventy one and Lomax got seventy four. So nice. Okay, I mean Jack DeBellin at the moment. What's his break even forty two? So he'll go up about twenty k. So he'll be about five hundred and forty five k. Uh. About twenty odd k under his starting price. He's in six hundred and fifty one teams, zero percent yeah. owned. I prefer that. I think the pedigree's there. I prefer that over Corey Horsburgh. I know Corey Horsburgh has a try in him. I know he's probably a bit more exciting to watch. But from my front row forward, I just want him. I just if I could go Welch to Debalin and get sixties instead of fifties, I'd be a happy man. Yep. So let me ask you this. If you had to choose Jack DeBellin or Jack Bird, which Jack are you picking? DeBellin because of the position. You don't like the center wing 2RF duel? Look, I do really like it, but I just I just want to find somebody at front row forward, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shit position, isn't it? You just got to try like, and like, find you know, two playable players. You know what? You can just go Peachy or someone, and he's an awkward price. Like, I'm paying... Alex Johnston price now for Jack Bird. Yeah. You know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, uh, unfortunately, Sloan, that cash dried up as quick as it came. Um, and look, we said this last week, the, the risk was always there with Tyrell Sloan, knowing that his base is in the toilet. Like, it, I think he the game that he scored 90-odd, he had like 11 in base or something. Like, it's you, you know what you're going to get with him. He's going to rely heavily on attacking points. But the thing is, like, the Bulldogs – Played some good footy. They played really well. They defended him well. Um, yeah. Full credit they had to the his number. Honestly, as soon as yeah. he looked like he was getting the ball, they were out of the line and at him. And you know what? Really good game plan from Serraldo, So Yeah, well played to them. So Sloan's cash is going to dry up, unfortunately. Can, can I tell you that he does have another 90 in him, like the way that he plays? 
And the Dragons don't have a terrible run. That was one of – you actually brought it up to me, I think. Um, you know, have a look at the Dragons' run. Yes, the Bulldogs wasn't the game that we'd hoped that it'd be for him. But if you got him, I don't rage yeah, trade him. I no. hold him through round 13, and yep. that's when I look at moving him. I think he's yeah. a play every week at this stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you completely. Uh, ja- Jackson t- has uh, said, Jack DeBell and Jack Bird, Jack Armstrong, get that garbage out of here. Luckily, we got this one loaded up. Well played. Very well played. I love it when people prop me to get a soundbite in, especially when we've already got it loaded up. You know what? If he didn't have such good takes, I would have sent Jackson too. So there's a lot of <laughs> Yes, yes. Hey, also, on the, I guess the last thing for me on this game was that Savita Pankai Jr. Uh, got hooked after that little offload that led to that full length of the field try. Seraldo uh, yeah. did not look happy with TPJ after that one, pulled him straight off the field. And that's the risk that you pay with Savita Pankai Jr. You know he's going to have brain fades. You know, he's going to do some stupid shit. He's going to get himself suspended. He nearly got in a fight. Uh, it's what you get. It's what you pay for with yeah. him. So, yeah, and bit of, bit of... look, you, you always knew that was going to be the way with TPJ. I set myself a rule the other week of him getting over 50, and I would have added him. I tell you what, I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, that's a good save. That's a good save. Um, he, he was doing you a solid by not scoring well. Yeah, exactly. Can I add a couple points? Carl Oluwapu on, on debut looked fantastic. Yep. He did look good. Um, if he can get an 80-minute roll, I think he's in my team. He has to be, doesn't he? I mean, that's yes. that's 200K that you go Katoa down to him. You can do a lot Perfect. with 200K. Happy days. I'm I move mean, Joey um, Manu back to the centres if that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, hey, Kalen Ponga might hit 200K at this rate. So you might you might be able to be Kalen Ponga after you could, that. After Origin, you could straight swap Carl Oluwapu to Kalen Ponga. It's a bit outrageous, isn't it? But it's, um, could happen. Do you hop off Jacob Preston if you've got him? No, no. I eighty minute edge back rower. I mean, yeah, he spent ten minutes off the field getting a HIA, and he got forty five. Yeah. He could have got sixty. You know, like so. Somebody's I'm not overly him. concerned at all. Uh, 45 break, break even. Yeah. Same again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's 535K roughly. He averages 60 for the season. What more do you want, really? Like, it, he's going to do what you need him to do. Um, he doesn't play around 13, which kind of sucks, but I think he's a hold now until somebody else comes up that's a either a downgrade or you can upgrade to a pure primo, like a, a Cam Murray for the run home. You can probably go sideways too. Yep. So I'd say hold. Yeah, perfect. Mate, that's that's eight games. Um, we've covered the majority of the questions as we've gone, which is great. Uh, yes, Selman, the games have updated. They're all done. Um, yep. it's, isn't it amazing how quick they can update these games on a bloody Sunday night? But it takes them – how long does it take them to update Thursday? Bloody two and a half days. It's just <laughs> absolute rot. It's because they're all hungover. Yeah, it could be that. It could be that. Um, trade thoughts, mate. What are you thinking for trades this week? I know we've got a lot of time up our sleeve. We'll talk about I it wish, more on I, Tuesday. I wish I could have saved one last week, but I wasn't able to. Um, I think I will be looking at Jareen Buller for Will Warbrook or Hayes Dunster. And... Yeah. I think I'll look to save the other trade. The other guys I'm thinking of is Sean Lane or Hudson Young in for Preston or Hosking. 
but I had a bit of a look at round 10 for Hosking and looked like a good matchup. And uh, Sean Lane probably hasn't quite bottomed out yet. So I think that I'm hoping to add him before round 13. He's one of those guys I want. Yeah, nice. What about you? Oh, a lot of decisions to make. I don't have the jewel in the fullback at the moment. I know you do, which makes it a bit more flexible. Uh, I've flexible got, to I've got to Sloan or Garrick basically sitting there. So, yeah, um, that's I've got the Walsh flexibility and, yeah, that I was I've got, talking about with Turbo. Yeah, I've got Walsh and Gutho. So, obviously, Gutho's there to stay now. The decision I need to make is do I sell Reese Walsh at 150 break even, which is likely where he's going to be sitting next week. Um, he's got a tough run coming up. I'm actually siding towards maybe just selling him. Uh, it could it, honestly, it could hurt me, but I'm just thinking the amount of money that I've been able to make from him, the 220, 230k that I've made from him, I can really use elsewhere during the buys, rather than holding him. Yes, he might play or he might play Origin, he might not. Um, but he's going to bleed some cash, and he's got a tough run coming if you up. Go on the you're going to have 500k to spend elsewhere. And that's my thinking: is that I go, I do that move. I'm not going to play Jareen Buller. I don't need to. Um, I can bolster another position. Then I can probably strengthen my second row or my front row. And um, so essentially, I don't know what move I'm going to make yet, but let's say, for instance, I make the Walsh downgrade move. I can basically do anything. I can go wherever I want yep. to whoever I want. So the players I want out are Stefano. I want him gone. I want Sonny Luke gone. Uh, I've got Dorian Schuster in the 2RF that I would love to get out of my team. I've got Isaiah Katoa in 5'8", and I've got Taruva that's not an urgent sell, but somebody that I'd like to move before he starts to bleed too much cash. So those are the six guys essentially in my team I'd like to move. Now, the six guys I've got on my watch list are Jack Bird. He's got DPP. Uh, also, maybe Jack DeBell and add that into the list. I wouldn't mind yep. either of those guys, not both, but one of. Uh, Corey Horsburgh, watching, not super keen on. Alex Johnston, I do want 100%. I want Alex Johnston in my team. Come round 11, they play the Tigers into the Dragons, I think. I so bet you're nice watching run. that one after looking at him. I bet you're watching that one just feeling like you dodged a bullet as he dropped the ball over the line. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I felt the same as when... Nathan Cleary dropped the ball over the line as a Tiger supporter, oh. thinking I owned him in Supercoach, but I also was a Tiger supporter and wanted them to win the game. So I was very torn yeah. with that one. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King, I wouldn't mind. If I have the cash, I could go Sonny Luke to JMK if I had that cash from Buller. Um, also, Tyrone Peachy, I think, is probably just a little bit of a stopgap that I could use in the next two weeks and just go uh, – I could go sideways, literally, from Dory to Peachy. Um, so that might be a play in the next two weeks and, and Ponger I'm looking at as well being cheap. So I've got a lot of options there, but I'm not quite sure whether I do the Walsh downgrade or I wait another week against Manly. Cause that is a nice matchup against Manly. Yeah. I know I should know this, but has Peachy played any other games this year off the bench no. or anything? Nothing. No. no. So, so that's so his, first, his game first game. So I have a week. Yep. Yep. You've got some time. 43 scored in his first game in 20. Yep. So, um, yeah, cool. Because I was just thinking I'm not playing him this week, but he is. Oh, hang on. Sorry. No, that's a lie. He played 40. Yeah, he scored 43 against Canberra in round five. Okay, come off the bench that one week. Yep. Cool. Yep. So this next week is the week we get him if we want the price rise for Peachy. So maybe that's the play. Maybe that's something I'll look at this week. Um, but that's my thinking. I'm th- my, my thoughts are. So, um, mate, any, any last thoughts i think we've covered all of the questions tonight actually now we've got a couple um samuel has asked should you go jackson forward to jamin salmon please don't uh taruva no. to any so don't go salmon uh do you go taruva to any winger and if a winger who would you go to all right it depends so, how much cash uh, you got 
So I'm just going to go with the Ford to Salmon. We've been talking about Peaches at Tiffany's. Um, I think we should go Ford to Peaches to get that money. And then when you go to Ruva, I really like maybe Alex Johnston. Yeah. Yeah, Alex Johnston the is the obvious pick. I could see happening. Yeah, it's, it's almost a straight swap. You're going to save hundreds of thousands of dollars going Ford to... Uh, peachy, yeah, and you're probably going to get the same output. I don't think Ford's a definite sell right now. Definitely not to Salmon. I would prefer to have Ford in my team than Salmon. Oh, no doubt. I, I don't know why people are considering Jamin Salmon at all. But um, yep. the, the tough part for the uh, the Warriors are they have the Panthers next round. So do you move him now and just go, yeah. Well, I mean, they've got the Bulldogs after that, but then they've got a buy in round 12 too. So that that might maybe that is the move. Maybe you do move on Jackson Ford now, take the cash and just run with it. Um, maybe don't hate it. Don't hate it. Um, He's got that Taruva, accent. He does. He does that, that really poor accent that you've butchered a number of times tonight. Uh, Troy's asking, do you upgrade Hosking, Ford, or Preston? That's a tough. That's actually a really tough question. So it's Hosking or Preston for me, and I'm actually considering it for Hudson Young. I do like that it's a straight swap, Hosking to Hudson Young. Who do you who do you so Hosking is the guy you you're going out? out yeah, only because he's worth more, and I I just sort of feel like you can get the same out of Hosking and Preston on any given week. Yep. Um, Lachlan, uh, they're ending lockout tomorrow morning, mate. Probably around ten o'clock, I'd say, is most of the time. It's bloody it annoys me why they take so long. But anyway, tomorrow morning, ten eleven o'clock is usually the time that you'll find out what's going on. Um, Dylan Brown is a must this week. You're paying 750k again for him. Yep, agree. You've got to get yep. Dylan Brown in, into the, in into the um, Lachlan also wants to know should we look at saving trades this week or no? It just depends what your situation is with your team. I'm not quite sure, I'm, obviously, what your team looks like, but I'm going to try and save one. And I know I said that last week and then just added Sloan right at the end. But I think with 28 trades left, this is a week that I really need to save one. Yeah, I, I would say if I was at 28 like you, I'd be saving. Yep. I have 30. Uh, I only made one move last week, so I've got a little bit more room to move. But we, we need to remember that there's still how many how many rounds left? No, we're coming up to round 10. Yep. There's still 17 rounds, 18, 17, 18 rounds that we've got to consider uh, with 30 trades. So you've got like 1.5 yep. trades around. So we're going to have to save trades at some point. So, you know, if there you isn't have anything to save a trade urgent. Every three weeks, yeah. If there isn't anything urgent screaming out at you that you're either an injury or whatever, you're just going to have to call the Jets a little bit at this point of the year, I think. Uh, oh, Sam meant the Peach. He meant Peachy when he was talking instead oh, cool. of, um, what's his name? The weak gutted dog. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I actually really like that. I like Ford to Peachy. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, mate, let's, uh, let's wrap up. Uh, guys, obviously, if you've made it to the end, we appreciate you hopping on. Uh, thanks for thanks for watching. Hit the subscribe if you haven't. Hit the like. We appreciate your support as we as we grow the channel. We'll be yeah, back thanks again. Thanks, thanks for coming. I just really enjoy talking shot before TLT as per usual. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jeffrey. Uh, it's always good. Jeffrey gives us some really constructive feedback week on week, but he he continues to tune in. So he wants to get set for ten in the bin. I think he does. So. That's all right. That's all right. Thanks like for coming back, bring, Jeffrey. I might bring him on one time for the show. So Absolutely. I'll sit out. I'll sit out. We'll get Jeffrey on for sure. <laughs> um, but um, guys, like thanks for th 
thanks for hopping on. We appreciate your support. We will be back on Tuesday night to talk all things Teamless Tuesday. We'll talk about teams and trades and everything else. Otherwise, enjoy the week. Uh, hopefully some green arrows tomorrow morning and we'll catch you on Tuesday. See you later. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 